Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. I have a toxic relationship to debt, and we can talk about that. But I am all like, okay, so you're hundred percent cash in those types yes. of things. Yeah, let's, also, let's talk about it. Most times, I'll I like to use as much debt as I can, as much as I cash flow. But yeah, walk me through the thought process. Wouldn't you be able to take? You had maybe about a four hundred thousand dollar five houses. How much equity was there? Of two mil. Two, two in California. Yeah. So the whole goal again, you have to think what the outcome is, what the desired outcome is, and for me, it was important to build financial security. And so let's talk what that means. Most people think that financial security is a number, a goal, but actually. Financial security is an emotional state. It's how you think about money. And for me, I do not want to have to or have any anxiety about owing something to a third party. And so, part of what enables me to sleep well at night is to know that I have zero debt, and that helps me sleep well at night. And that is a personal choice. But I went to business school. And I completely understand the financial benefits of leverage, which is why I outsource my leverage. So I try to harness the benefits of leverage without that being on my books. And in addition to these single-family homes, I also invest in private placements, both equity and debt, as well as some closed-end funds. And all three of those financial categories, they Utilize debt, and if I'm doing a PE investment, I would much rather prefer that the sponsor get institutional rates and get the benefit of debt and have that debt on their books rather than on my books. And so, through these private equity, private debt, and closed-end fund investments, I outsource this leverage. And so that's my way of trying to harness some of the benefits of leverage without compromising ultimately my peace of mind, which ultimately affects my financial security. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what a lot of our community does. Most of our credit investors are getting rid of their rental properties, going in private placements and syndications where it goes in the key principal name. What are your thoughts on another reason why they do that so they don't get dead in their own name? But it's also the liability because right now, even if it's an LLC, your pro everybody knows right where to sue you. They can look it up and they know exactly where your equity is and how much you have. What is your kind of your thought process on yeah. that side? Yeah, yeah. And so it's important to basically wrap these assets into a couple protective layers. And so one would be some kind of corporate entity, and legally. That's hard to puncture, but not impossible. And then on top of that, to get some umbrella insurance at a pretty high level. And so, those are the two ways that I've been able to do that to try to insulate my myself. Again, going back to that demographic point that I was making, because I focus on middle to upper middle class homes, that also attracts a certain kind of demographic. That hopefully mitigates some potential litigation risk.
because I would respectfully disagree. That's is why we invest in workforce housing. These it's not in the state of California, which is the litigation state capital of the country, but also a lot of our tenants, they just are not, they just can't muster a lawsuit. And a lot of times the lawsuit, it's whoever can power it and pay most for legal fees. Lane is not a lawyer CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.